Oh damn, we're in trouble now. Okay. Hi there. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode there we are. of We Are In Trouble Now. Yeah. Not an installment, not a... A rendition, a redi- not, a, yeah. not a second act, or <laughs> not anything, but an episode. Episode's an episode. fine. Yeah. Yes. So, um, super excited. I just, you know what, I am over the moon with um, this whole project and where it's going. Are you? Yeah, Good. I really am. I... I you know, not for the simple fact that you're stuck for an hour with me having to converse like literally, with literally, yeah, like I'm, I'm literally confined for yeah, an hour. For an hour. Yeah. I'm like, he's, I can talk to him for an hour mm-hmm. and you're, I'm just like, yes. Mm-hmm. So there's my underlying yeah, that's, motivation. That's your, I was going to say, that's your whole reason for starting the podcast would just be like, I'll, this will get him to talk to me. Yeah, Which is, what? Go ahead. Nothing. No. It's just that, you know, you would think that even after the hour, you'd be like, okay, well, we're done talking. It's like, <laughs> so as I was saying, I'm like, know, wasn't that fun? Let's just keep yeah, talking. Let's, let's talk about everything. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, it's let's whatever. just talk about what we just talked about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hair looks good. Well, thank you. So does yours. Thank you. So for anybody who doesn't know, Robert and I um, went to San Francisco yesterday. We did for the day. For the day. For the it, second it was second attempt. It was a good dry run the first time. First dry run because of, you know, the food poisoning that you yes. say I gave you, yeah. which I highly disagree with. Well, I wouldn't I, have gotten food poisoning. If it hadn't been myself. my birthday. Yeah, had had Brandon not wanted Aztec tacos. So then wouldn't it be Brandon's well, yeah. responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's Brandon's fault. Yeah, there yeah. you go. You know, but nobody told you to eat what you were eating. Yeah, that's a good point. It was, it's somebody's fault. It's not okay, mine. somebody's I fault. I was the victim, yeah. Somebody's fault other than your own. There you go. Okay. So we went. We tried to go to San Francisco last weekend. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go because Robert got food poisoning. So we postponed the trip for a week and we went yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just never seems to amaze people. But we fly up to San Francisco for the day. We do our errands. You know, we have breakfast. Um, we have lunch, whatever. And we get our hair cut. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. And it just is always surprising to me that people are like, you fly to get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, is it weird? I, I don't, I, I think it's just, I was thinking about it because I was eating, when I was eating lunch, I yeah. was thinking about it. Like, it's such a weird concept for some people, but like, it's not, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's a hundred dollars to fly up for the afternoon. And it's not like, you know, like you know, we don't drink. So, I mean, like, yeah. you know. It doesn't matter. And also, like, who cares? Yeah, you know, and, it's the, and here's the thing. It's, it's like a lot of times when I mention to people that, mm-hmm. you know, that we're flying up there, what we're doing, I get amazingly a lot of pushback. Like, oh, well, la-di-da, aren't you bougie? Yeah. You fly up there for a haircut. And I never feel like I need to justify my actions. Yeah. I think when you start having to justify your actions, you have some self-doubt over what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to like justify it to the wrong person, you know, yeah. like, like, why do you care? You know, See, I think if somebody told me that they did that, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest idea. I want to do the same thing. But mm-hmm. then I started thinking about it when I was getting ready and it's like, you know what? I don't go and this isn't a justification, but I don't go on vacations. Yeah. You know, if I were to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going on vacation. Everybody would be like, cool, peace. Have mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. But if I do my vacations one day, one Saturday, every other month, mm-hmm. it, all of a sudden it's such a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't It's just like it never really made sense because like at first, you know, like I think it would be a lot of just somebody 
like either they're they're jealous or they they like they physically just can't go i, I you know like i was yeah. trying to like rationalize why why would somebody care about what you do with your money you know yeah but i mean because me i'm always like diving in just to go to that deeper level mm-hmm. so then i was thinking like oh okay so if our vacation if our mental health day if if the time that we take to drop into what we want to do causes people to kind of be like why are you doing that well Mm -hmm. blah 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 does it stop other people from doing things that they would actually enjoy absolutely like not only that but like even like doing it by yourself i think is a big deterrent for people doing anything yeah you know i mean so we have to stay with the mainstream of what society says that we have to do like if you go on vacation it has to be all at one time you know, why can't we be the ones, you know, forging ahead, be mm-hmm. like, hey, take your vacation one day at a time. Yeah, I don't know. You I know? don't get it. Because, I mean, the, the air ride is like, what, like, it's $50 each way or $60 each way. Yeah, it's like $120 yeah. per person round trip. The BART is maybe like 20 bucks. So you have, you can get around the city for like $20 on the subway system. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same, like, thing that would be, that you would pay for if you went to San Diego or LA. Like, I don't understand where the... As soon as there's an airplane in the equation, people like lose their mind. Yeah, or a haircut. Yeah, or haircut. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, and, and again, like why it's not like, live your life? You know, I don't know. And and the, I think the monetary value of it aside, the simple fact that you and I have found something that we enjoy to do mm-hmm. really is all that matters. And like do it together too. Like that's our thing. You yeah. know, it's it's nice to like, you know, because like during the week, like you have your thing, I have my thing, and then we really don't. You know, like we'll do things on the weekend and stuff, but we really don't have a day that we spend together until we go to San Francisco. Like that's, that's our day kind of thing. Right. And it's kind of cool because we've talked about it before. It's like, well, when you get married or if you move away or Mm -hmm. if I'm somewhere else, we would still meet in San Francisco for our time together. Yeah, no, totally. You know, and it's just something like that we have, maybe that's, maybe that's the concept that people are having such a hard time thinking about. It's like, doing something with i don't know mm. i mean again it's kind of a head scratcher yeah i don't I, I i just you know i don't know it's um it's a weird idea like and like also too like if we cared what people thought you know like i, I would never, <laughs> I would never like, get out of bed yeah i was gonna say i'd never leave the house because i'd always be worried about like what well i can't do that because what yeah. if somebody says this or i can't do i can't wear that or what if somebody says that and it's like yo screw that i'm gonna do what i want and like yeah. and if i want to go to san francisco for the day i'm gonna do it exactly you know and that's just, you know what, and it always comes back to just a, a like um, a message and kind of like a learning, a learning platform. And so I decided that what I want to do, you know, the message that I want to to portray, you know, after this whole discussion is no matter what it is, if it's out of the norm, if it's something that maybe society doesn't deem as normal or whatever, if still, if it makes you feel good, just do it, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, San Francisco is just a time to go and, and just recharge my emotional and mental batteries Mm -hmm. you know and we have the same routine and it's just fun yeah i mean it's enjoyable yeah i mean we ate pizza on a closed down street with the most beautiful view i've ever seen yeah that was that's probably my favorite part yeah you know know, we just sat down and and we didn't need anything fancy Mm -hmm. it was just the moment yeah i don't know if yeah maybe that's why people like they think like we're going over there and we're like bawling or something or like we go over and like we have this private car or we like this fancy experience or something but even if we did it i was gonna say yeah even if i hire you know let's just say i just you know chartered a jet and Mm -hmm. went up there and had somebody carry me around piggyback yeah went 
does it matter? Mm-hmm. I just I think it's weird how people are like, what do you mean? You Like, you should spend your money this way. Or, or I, I don't know. Or maybe they would be like, you should have just used that money to go to a bar or a barbecue or you know something weird like that like i tell you what i used to spend a whole lot more yeah, money in the you know, casino like we than really i ever did there money. like screw it if i want to go i'm gonna go yeah so. but i still think it's like even the i think they jump on the monetary bandwagon mm-hmm. but i think it's more of just you think it's just like petty jealousy i don't know if it's jealousy or just so far out of people's thinking mm-hmm. or their mind frame of like wow, you can, you, I guess I could do the same thing. Yeah. And instead of being like, wow, I could, you know, find all these cool day trips that I could do, you know, they're like, you know, that's just, you, you know, how uppity are you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wherever Ken is, I'm going to get my hair cut wherever yeah. Ken is. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just the trying something new kind of thing. Because like when you go on vacation, right, there's a lot more planning. You're like, okay, well, day one, I'm going to do this. Day two, I'm going to do that. You know, maybe the fact that there's, it's just kind of like a free fall kind of thing. Maybe that freaks somebody out. Like that fear of I, the unknown. I don't know. I mean, gee, you go on um, Facebook mm-hmm. and on Facebook, everybody's like, here's my boat and I'm at Lake Havasu and here, you know, I have a second house here and nobody deems that as like, ooh, uppity. Mm-hmm. everybody else is like oh cool how fun yeah. you know and i think it's just because ours is different mm-hmm. then it's more open um it's more open for interpretation different strokes for different folks i don't know i think if we i mean if we honestly if we talked about like what we thought would go through people's minds we'd be here forever because i i do not understand most people so it's like whatever screw it you know like they i mean obviously it they're they're not going to make us stop. I don't no. plan on stopping anytime soon. So you know what? It's just white noise, to be honest with you. And if they want to like criticize and complain, that's fine because that means that they probably won't be at the city when we're there. Yeah. There's just less people. Yeah, you know? and but the, you know, it, and it never stops me, and it never makes me feel bad about myself. But I always put myself in somebody else's shoes mm-hmm. of like, you know, maybe they're just starting their journey of like, I'm going to find who I am mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, I'm going to try this. This seems cool. And then this person's in their life, like it's, you know what? Maybe you just stop somebody from trying something that's going to be really cool for them. So I always want to give that message of like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is the comments I get. This is the feedback I get. This is the bullshit I have to hear. And then this is how I deal with it. So then that way, somebody who's maybe experiencing that can be like, oh, okay, Lonnie goes through this too, and this is how she deals with it. So I can, you know, kind of brush it off also. Sure. You know, that's yeah. that's always my hope. And That's fair. I mean, because like when we first started going, or when you first wanted to go, you were, I mean, you talked about it for years. Yes. You know? And it took you years to, to finally like work up the courage and go. Well, it's my, it was my sober journey. Sure. You know, it was something that I had always dreamt of going to San Francisco, but, um, my, my addictions kept me locked in my own prison. Mm-hmm. So when, um, when I became sober, I, I think I mentioned it and you're like, well, why don't we go? And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, you can do that. I can really, I can, mm-hmm. You know, and I remember I had, it had been so long since I had flown that remember my ticket didn't match my ID. Yeah, because you didn't know. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> what do you mean? My name has to match the ticket. I well, who you know, I yeah. hadn't flown in because I think in the last time years. was probably like Cabo, I think with Barney, right? Um, Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. So yeah. it had been a long time. And um, made it through LAX fine, but coming back out of um, San Francisco, SFO, mm-hmm. you know, I remember it's like I got um, taken aside and <laughs> yeah. and the whole like TSA, they're all yeah. like, 
do you want a private room for this? And I'm like, what the hell are you going to do to me? Mm-hmm. You know, but it was just such a learning experience. And, but I just remember you saying, it's like, well, we can go. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, that's like one of my turning points for my sober journey was, is like all these things that I had been dreaming about are now a reality if if I if I give myself enough courage and um, freedom to do so. Yeah, because you were like six months sober, I think, right yes. before we went. And it was weird too, especially like the trip, like the the planning up until then, you were really nervous about a lot of it, you know? Oh, and I was terrified. Yeah, you were, I mean, you were terrified. Like when we landed, you were terrified. When we were the subway, you were terrified, you know? Is it the fear of the unknown or was it just the fear of maybe just enjoying yourself or experience and like um, um, kind of like understanding yourself? It was more, I think, it, you know what, truthfully, I've never really even thought of it that way, but I think it's, it's a multiple layer kind of, answer because it I was terrified of like wow my life is my own I can do it it was just complete sensory overload Mm -hmm. I mean when we came out okay because we landed and um, Dante lived up there so he told me about the BART system Mm -hmm. so I was really proud about myself to even know about the subway yeah because we were thinking about Ubering and that would have been that would have been a 40 minute Uber which would be like 300 bucks yeah and you know oh no if anybody heard about our uber right Mm -hmm. they would have given us problems about that so anyway so i knew about the bart system and i was really excited um to you know be like hey you know what i've got this all planned Mm -hmm. i've got our tickets planned Mm -hmm. i found this hotel Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna land at um sfo we're gonna we're gonna get on the subway and you were a real trooper. And I remember you're all like, okay, well, I'm going to figure out what stop. Mm-hmm. Never, neither we one had, of us had ever. <laughs> we, neither one of us had been to San Francisco before. So you're all like, wasn't it 16th and Mission? Yeah, well, no. Well, yeah, well, we, we were shooting for, I couldn't even tell you. I think it was like some random ass stop. I couldn't even remember. But I remember being on the subway for a little bit. And you and I were like, hey, this feels like we should have been off already, right? Yeah. And I was like. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then like in the, sometimes in the BART, right? Like in the subway, there's no service. And so you're kind of just piecing it together and you're like, let's just get off now and then we'll see. And we, we got off at 16th and mission. Yes. And we didn't even know how to operate the little like, you have to like pay to like get in and out and we couldn't even figure out how to get out. And we were the classic tourists that were holding up the line. And um, I think we ended up just like sneaking through. I don't even think we like actually paid for. And I had the roller, you had a roller um, backpack, backpack. yeah, the suitcase with um, Tinkerbell mm-hmm. all over it, mm-hmm. trying to get out, get trying to even get through the turnstile mm-hmm. at um, the Bart thing, mm-hmm. and um, it, that in itself, between the getting on the plane, the subway ride mentally coming out of my addiction, I was like almost fried. Yeah, you're having like panic attacks. I was literally having a panic attack. And so I'm like, you can do it, Lonnie. You can do it. You can do it. So then, you know, we get through because it just seemed like everything was an obstacle. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like for at the time, it seemed like the universe was like, this is the wrong idea or this is a mistake. I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you. So I remember just sweating and I'm like, you can do it, Lonnie. So then we had that long ass elevator ride, escalator ride up. And then we came out into like fucking pigeon central. Yeah. So like, yeah. So when you when you exit out of the subway at 16th and Mission, there are, you know, there are people who are unsavory kind of thing and not like not dangerous or not bad they're just you know they're a little worn out and i remember you like we it was it was overcast right and so it's kind of like this darker tunnel and you open up and all of a sudden you're like 
uh <laughs> and you were like because there's pigeons everywhere there's like you know there's crazy people around yeah. kind of thing and and you were like oh my god oh my god oh my and you were like frozen you yeah. were like i'm like, like i'm just gonna I- go back down the escalator yeah you were trying to like try to yeah you were like back, like on that back on that bar and the go back. you were like the iron man on or the the tin man on the wizard of oz you just like froze yeah and i was like okay let's just baby step this bitch and so it was just like all right i want to call an uber we're gonna figure it out because we're not i don't think we're far from the hotel because our yeah. hotel was the sam wong right outside of uh, chinatown and so I was like, okay, we're at 16th admission. The Sam Wong isn't really that far away. I'll just call an Uber and then, you know, he'll come. It will take us. We don't have to deal with the subway. You don't have to deal with any pigeons. Cause you were like, cause I remember you were like looking around and you're like, I don't know about it. I feel about these, these rats with wings. And you're like, there's a lot of fucking pigeons around here. And I was like, okay, well, this is well, going to be. <laughs> in my mind, the entire landscape was just. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Turning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like frozen there and these pigeons are like. Yeah, they're like yeah, you know, cooing like, and yeah, like, like yeah. death rats with wings, mm-hmm. and you know what? I must have just looked just fear stricken, sure, because the people were actually stopping and looking at mm-hmm. me because I mean I just had that sense of fear. So, and I just remember you're like keep moving, and yeah. we kept walking because we had to keep. You yeah, know, you were, we kind of like went back and forth because we crossed yeah. the street, then we went back, and then like you knew it was bad when the when the when the people who were like kind of like the homeless people are looking at you like you're crazy yeah yeah they're you all know? like she's scaring me yeah they're like i'm just gonna move yeah because i was like like noises were escaping me that i wasn't mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. so no, no and, go ahead up? and then i felt so bad for you because you were like trying to uber you were trying to make sure i didn't explode you were trying to make sure i didn't escape and go back down the escalator. yeah there were, you were a flight risk for sure and yeah. so it was like there was a lot going on um but i was just like i'm just like thinking playing it back in my head yeah. do you think it was like expectations versus reality kind of thing like when you when you got out of the subway were you expecting like i don't know where would be a good place like in san francisco like maybe like um i don't know like the bougier side i'm trying to think of like the fancier side but all of it's kind of fancy you know what i was kind of i kind of had like built up in my mind kind of like the hate ashbury kind of scene sure. you know like we'd come out of there and it'd be like you know some hippies hanging out yeah, somebody's on got the a grass. beret yeah and, you know, with bongos yeah 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 like yeah. somebody has like a little you know like a little guitar and mm-hmm. everybody's kind of laying around on a grassy field mm-hmm. which and, they do you know yeah, we but just, just not at that we, particular we just moment. we gambled and lost on that particular um instance it was just decades of hiding in my mind. Sure. It, it, it's like seeing in black and white, all of a sudden somebody flips the switch and now you see in color. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. You know. Because you know? your whole life, I mean, you know, for a large part of your adult career, right? You were, you know, in your addiction. Yes. You know, your, your, your day to grind would be like, you wake up, you go to work, go to the casino, come home and drink. Yes. You know, wake up, go to, the, uh, go to work, go to the casino, come home and drink. And so like, that was your world. And so mm-hmm. to, I guess... The fact that you went to San Francisco and you were like, oh my God, this is so much, this world is so much bigger than Mm -hmm. the mental prison I kind of built for myself. I can see how that would kind of like throw you for a loop. Yes. And Um, not only was that my world, but I also had the inner monologue mm -hmm. of you're useless. Mm -hmm. You're, you can't do this. You don't deserve happiness. You don't. I mean, so it it was almost like at that moment where I kind of had like that sensory overload. It was, I had to kind of like karate chop those negative thoughts sure because it was like it was just like white noise it was like so but but the thing is is i breathed and i got through it Mm -hmm. and i was so 
relieved when that Uber when the Uber up. driver came. Yeah, because like we got in, you were like, please be. I don't remember his name. It was just called Mark. You're like, please be Mark. And he was like, you Robert. I'm like, yeah. What's up, dude? As I'm and, like trying to crawl into yeah, you were like, yeah. The, any car that like, got close, you were trying to get in. You're like, that's our Uber driver. And you're like, all these, it's in a minivan. You need to stop. You know, like yeah. the, the food delivery trucks. Get out of there. Um, but we got in the Uber and we're like, okay, we want to go to the San Juan Hotel. That's you know here and there. And I remember, I remember I re- you driving really quick. I knew there was a possibility for more adventure when you're like, yes, please take us to the Sam Wong. And he's like, the weir. Yeah. He was like, donde? <laughs> and well, the, you know, cause San Francisco is a big place and things are always moving, but the Sam Wong has been around for a long time. Yes. Um, and I remember we were driving, you know, we drove through, I think we were driving through like Union Square. I don't even remember where oh, yeah, we were no, driving. We, there was we, like a Target or something. Oh, we, yeah. drove, we drove through like a nicer place. And so we like, left the Mission District yeah. and drove through the nicer district. Mm-hmm. And so like as we're driving, you're looking out the window and you're like, okay, all right, everything's fine. Just keep breathing. Oh, this is nice. This this place, this is look, this is looking nicer. And then I remember... Um, he didn't, we got, he got us, I think like three or four, maybe like three or four buildings down from the Sam Wong. And he, he dropped us off at like the, kind of like a, a little like beat up motel kind mm-hmm. of thing. And you're like, no, no, this isn't it. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. We w- you know what, for all of the, the, the breathing that I did mm-hmm. and the self positive talk I did in the cab ride. Yeah. As soon as he pulled over, it was like Vanished. white noise. Yeah. yeah. You're like, he, 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 the pigeons are back. You know, they like followed <laughs> you and you're like, uh, and I'm yeah. like, okay, let's just breathe. Like, you know, the, the GPS says it's a couple of, you know, just a couple of feet down the road. And so you were literally like, you were like, I could feel you aging. You were like, you're starting to get stiff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. No, he's like, here you go. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Nope. This nope. isn't it. Uh-uh. Nope. nope. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I was like, mom, let's just, you know, let's just, let's see it out. Not you're, getting out. Let's just, let's, <laughs> let's check it out. You know, let's walk around. Let's let's feel let's feel the area out. And so you're like, okay. And I remember you got out. We walked the, you know, maybe it was like 10, 20 feet or something like that. And Mm -hmm. we actually got to the Sam Wong. We opened the door and it's this beautiful. It was like an oasis. Yeah, it was you know white and like a really nice white finish. Wood carvings everywhere. Like it's a very it's a very 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 nice hotel. Like yes, nothing but good things to say about them. Um, and they were so accommodating super, super cool, really so nice. nice. I mm-hmm. mean, here you come walking in with your rolling backpack and your sweaty yeah, lump all, of yeah, mother. Yeah, you got stress, sweat stains all over you. You know, you're like, your hair's all frazzled. And you're like, one room, please. My yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like it's, and it worked out great. It was a great hotel. and Yeah. And remember, it's like, and it just seemed like every time it's like I had something that it kind of like got me again. And and we're all like, well, you're early. I'm, and they're like, well, you can oh, leave yeah. your stuff here and you can mm-hmm. walk around. So we're like, okay, great. So we left everything there. And, and you know, in Chinatown is a really cool place. Yeah, I awesome. absolutely love Chinatown. Yeah. Um, but again, I had heard of it, but. I was so limited in my thinking of like what could be. Mm-hmm. And I still remember walking out and then we turned the corner and it was like a wall of people, a wall of people and a wall of dead ducks and chickens mm-hmm. hanging. And I'm all like, it's a chicken Armageddon. Yeah. You were freaking out. You're yeah. Like- I'm all like, it was just, again, it was like all those pigeons that I was cursing mm-hmm. were skinned and hanging in the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and I, re- I remember you just kept on, we were, I kept walking and you kept on being like, are you okay? I'm mm-hmm. like, I got it. I got it. And once, I think that it was the third time, third time's a charm. Once I made it through that, I'm like, I can do this. And out of all of that adventure that has come from there, I just have such a great love affair with the city of San Francisco now. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think 
it's more of a love affair with like your your inner demons kind of thing mm-hmm. you know like because i mean like when you say it like when you just say like right now you're like walking through a, a crowded street and just seeing you know you know chickens up for sale and kind of stuff like that like on it on the face value it doesn't seem that scary or, or that intimidating but like given your situation or maybe your mental roadblocks and things like that, your mental barriers that you put up for yourself. Like those mm-hmm. are huge hurdles. You're right. You know, what would be just like on the face value of just somebody walking down the street could be, you know, insurmountable, just panic and fear. Right. Uh, for, for another person. So you never really know what somebody's really going through. Oh, absolutely. You until, pass them on the street mm-hmm. and you know, and if they, if we automatically just assume that they're perfectly fine, but mm. they could be literally having such a huge meltdown in their own mind. I mean, yes, again, it's like I was, it's just, it means so much to me that we went mm-hmm. and we, we, we accomplished everything. Yeah. I mean, you just know? think if, I mean, just think like, imagine if you were like, I really want to go to San Francisco. I really want to go to San Francisco. I really want to go. And then you end up like bailing or finding an excuse not to go. I mean, like that would have been, I was a slippery slope. Back yeah. That would have been detrimental back into like, um, you know, like, well, you know, it's just the casino or it's just one drink kind of thing. Or I didn't deserve, it's yeah, more of yeah, like, oh, I didn't yeah. deserve, I didn't deserve mm-hmm. to, to have my dream come true of seeing San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I don't deserve sobriety. So I don't deserve happiness. So I don't deserve my children's love. It is just an amazing, it's like trying to go up a, a lamppost, with grease until you actually get that good um, grip on it, mm-hmm. it is so easy to slide back down. Sure. You know, now I feel like I've got a great, I mean, it's never completely gone, but it, you know, it's, it's, I have a, I have years under my belt to where I, I can, you know, deal with it differently. Sure. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. yeah. So talk. Okay. So now in all fairness, it mm-hmm. wasn't just only me on our first trip to San Francisco that had instances. What would instance would I, would mine be? Really? Yeah. Um, well, for one thing, when we went for our massage. Oh, you mean the, the, the waterboarding you made me do? Because <laughs> God forbid I say no to anything. Okay. This is how effing annoying it's been. You know, I'm like, okay, okay. So here's what happened. Backstory. I'll tell the story because okay. you're going to paint okay, yourself in a much favorable okay. light than you, you get credit okay. for. We're going to do this and we're, this is how we're going to do this one. Okay. You're going to tell you, you're going to tell your representation okay. and then I'm going to be like, no, it was more like this. And then we're going to see. Okay. Well, okay. I'll tell continue. you, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what happened and then you tell me how you think you it thought it happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. So go. leading up to it, I don't remember who told you, but you were like, somebody Miss said, Julia Biggs. Julia Biggs was like, you got to go to little Tokyo or little Japan town and get a massage. Mm-hmm. The massages there are next rate. They're amazing. And what did I say? Mom, I don't want a massage. <laughs> no, you want a massage because Julia Big says they are t- and next Julia rate is the coolest person in little Japantown or little Tokyo. It was little and Japan. Little Japantown. And they are amazing. Mom, I don't, I don't want to be touched by a Japanese person getting massaged. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. No, what I'm hearing is that you need a massage. And so you, you well, let's hear it. Okay, can I interact? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. It's with the um, massage. Mm-hmm. Let's just paint this perfectly it's it's a really cool experience because what it is is you have like your own little bathtub Mm -hmm. and they bathe you and then you get a massage Mm. well 
Did you tell me about the bathing part? I don't remember. I did because you said it was a green tea. It was a green tea. Bath. It was a, cr- a green tea. You bath. never said there'd be an attendant bathing you. I did because um, at that particular time they only had male masseuse, masseuses mm. available, and I said you're going to have a man oh, yeah. give you a bath. Yeah, yeah. That's no, 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 no. You told me that as we got there. Okay. As we were walking from our hotel to Little Japantown. Or which, little, by the little, way, was like 20 yeah, miles like, away. Yeah, apparently San Francisco is a lot bigger than they think because we were walking for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. And it, was so, and it wasn't just like straight. It was hills after hills. And so the whole time I'm kind of building it up in my mind. Like just, you know, I was kind of like you. I was like, just breathe yeah. step by step. You know, you're going to get touched by a Japanese person. And it's going to be. But what a great thing. It's like you walk all this way and then you get this it nice wasn't. bath. No, because it never got better. It was like, it was one roadblock after another because we get there and you're like, oh yeah, good call. Yeah, because, all right, so we get there, but it was, okay, now, and here's the thing, it's, it's again, your your version, my version. So we walk the three miles, we're hot, we're sweaty, and I happen to tell you that your masseuse was also most you're like, likely by the way, you're going, going to get to bathed by you. another dude. And um, I hear, okay, in my mind, I'm like, what a really cool experience and how yeah. opening it is for Robert to be good with his sexuality yeah. by being bathed by a man. That's what you thought? You were like, this will really open some doors. I'm like, what a great mother moment. I haven't been there for him in the last 20 years because I've been an alcoholic. So I'm going to show him the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you tell me, you dropped that little, that little piece of information. That was awesome. Um, and then... We get there, and you know you fill out the form and you wait at the bench, and all of yes. a sudden, the world's oldest Japanese woman <laughs> turns the corner, and I shit you not, she can't even like she's so old she can barely lift the clipboard to read. Yeah. And I was like, please don't say Robert, please don't say Robert. And she goes like, Robert, and I'm like, oh <laughs> son of a bitch. And so I follow Grandma back to the hotel or the, the back to the bathroom. And here's the thing. Hmm. What is better than having a bath by your grandma? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's better. Literally anything. I was like, you, you don't have any men back there to bathe me, do you? Because she was so old and brittle, she couldn't get the bucket over my head. So she was throwing it in my face. I was getting waterboarded by this 90-year-old woman. And I was like, the only thing I could think of was like, mom better be having the best time because I'm literally getting waterboarded. Oh, yeah. No, I was floating in my green tea bath. Uh, you know, they gave me cucumber water and I think they were trying to poison me, but I didn't drink it. So no, it was awesome. Nope. She, was, there was, she was literally throwing water in my face and then she put a <laughs> towel over my face to like make me relax and I couldn't breathe and I kept trying to move the towel and she kept putting the towel back on and I was like, this is, this is, I just count and breathe and count and just it'll eventually be over. <laughs> but was it a good massage? Massage. You know what? I, with lack of um, oxygen, I think I, I fell asleep <laughs> on, the, on the massage because I remember she walked in and then like I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then she left. Because I also remember too, because I don't like my legs getting touched. Yeah. And so she basically was like, whoosh, and she flipped off the, she took off the blanket and like was going straight for my feet. And I was like, I think I just blacked out. I was like one of those goats. You know, those goats that <laughs> yeah, just faint. Goat. Yeah, because she was like, you know what? Forget upper body. It's all thighs <laughs> and feet, which is my nightmare. Um, and then I, the worst part was like, I think you came out first. And so I came out and you're like, wasn't that great? <laughs> I was like, you clearly paid for some. You, you and I paid for two different packages. Yeah, you're I did all not like stranger get, danger. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yep, this is brutal. 
Well, I was just, you know what, I was looking at it like, we're, you know what, if we're going to go here to a new city, we're going to experience new things. Okay. And it's going to be eye-opening, and the whole world is just going to unfold mm-hmm. with magicalness mm. of nope. ma- green tea baths You know what the worst part is? is I, I got another massage in Costa Rica when we went in April, and the same thing happened to me. You're, like a the really mas- old lady? The, no, she was, I mean, she was, a, she was a younger woman, but she massaged my butt and my feet, which are like no-go zones for me. Then you should open your mouth and say, don't. Don't touch my butter. My I kept feet. trying, but I, I couldn't have any. Boy, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you were doing the goat thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the the worst part was Mike and Almadine were in the next the room over, and they yeah. kept hearing me go, "Whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa, hey, y'all now." They, they heard you say yeah. they didn't like try to come and see. see like, no, Mike was sure having a great time laughing Maybe that you weren't like would, being attacked. No, yeah, they were like. Because we got out together, right? Because again, I was the last one out, and I was. And we were walking out. I was like, "Hey, did you guys get your butt massaged for like a really long <laughs> amount of time?" And they're like, "No, no, <laughs> no, this, no." And I was like, "That's so weird." And they were like, "Was that why you were making all that noise?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude." She kept like, "Well, she probably thought like those groans of like oh, was yeah. like you were enjoying." No, she it. like because you know how you have that blanket to like cover yeah. yourself. She like used it to like tie me up as a, like a sumo wrestler. So I had like a, a towel diaper, and she massaged everything but the goods, and it was weird. <laughs> okay, so the burning question is: Are you ever going to get another massage? It's really hard, you know. Like given my track record, it's really hard to want to pay for another massage. See, I know? think maybe that. Um, you know, we'll have to pay for you to get a massage and see if the third time's a charm. You see, maybe people are just naturally gravitating towards your ass and feet. Yeah, you ever, you ever <laughs> like, I can sense weakness yeah. and it's located yeah. at the butt cheeks and feet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I don't want to, I don't want to try it. It's like, you know, it's like getting like punched. You only want to, you, you only want to get, you don't want to do twice. it again. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe like a sneak massage, like a, like a surprise. No, cause that's gonna be terrible. I was going to say like a surprise attack massage. Like imagine you take a nap and there's just somebody like touching you. That'd be way worse. (laughs) Yeah. I'll hire somebody to come here. Yeah. You like wake up and they're sneaking in your room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden I'm like, why am I covered in oil? (laughs) Why is my butt being rubbed? (laughs) I like how that's the second question you ask. Like you like you wake up, you're like, wait, why am I covered in oil? Why is there music? And then like, oh yeah. Why is there somebody touching my butt? Well, I'm just saying that that's where they naturally gravitate. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. It's got its own like, yeah, I don't know. So, but anyway, I thought, you know what, in all the whole grand, the whole first San Francisco trip, you know, we got to hang out with Dante. Mm-hmm. We went to the the Giants game. Yeah. That was really cool. We were up in the seats with all the Oakland fans. Yeah, yeah. We, we, kept, we got the nosebleeds because it, yeah. it was the Battle of the Bays or whatever. Yeah. And so it was Giants versus uh, Oakland A's. And we were sitting up in the nosebleeds. And so a lot of the fans were Oakland A's fans. And they were huge. Oh, yeah. So I was like, Mom, no matter what happens, we're A's fans now. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we were like, go yeah. Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't remember who won. I think we left early. I don't, I don't remember the game too, too much. But it was cool, though, that we were, you know, because we got to walk around and, and everything was new. So everything mm-hmm. was kind of a cool experience. And it was interesting to find things that we thought we would enjoy, like Fisherman's Wharf. And then ended up being like, oh, this is kind of overrated. And then really, really liking other things. Yes. Um, like the George Lucas Museum. That was cool. <gasps> okay. Yes. So, again, not just me, but apparently, um, so... In order for this trip, because we spent like five, six days there. Yeah, we spent we a spent long time. A, I think yeah. we left like Thursday morning. Like I think our flight was at like five in the morning. Yeah, we had it. And then we came yeah. home like either Sunday or Monday. Yes. And I'm like, okay, Robert, so this is a give and take because mm-hmm. you know what? That's what, you know. Yeah, ebb and flow. An ebb and flow. 
we're going to get a massage that is not going to be terrifying. What would you like to do? So you you took your time mm-hmm. and you um, did some research mm-hmm. and you're like, I would like to go to the Star Wars Museum. Yeah, the George Lucas Museum that I saw on Instagram. Yes. So I'm like, that's great. You know what? I would love to go to a big city and see a museum. Mm-hmm. You know, what a wonderful idea. So it was after we had gone to the Golden Gate Bridge. Was it? Yeah. Yes. No, it was. Yeah. Yes. And um, we had spent time there and it was a, that was a cool experience. Very mm-hmm. touristy. But, a but very... like and if you're going to see the Golden Gate Bridge, don't go like to it. There's plenty of other sides. Like um, was it World's End or Land's, yes, Land's, Land's End? Yes, Land's End. Land's End. That's mm-hmm. a better place. If you want to see the Golden Gate Bridge, go there. Yes. We've learned over all the years of going there, you know, where to, mm-hmm. you know, the touristy yeah, spots the touristy and not. So, you know, we go there and we get an Uber, which was very difficult to get an Uber to pick us up at, at the world's the, biggest yeah. tourist spot. Mm-hmm. So then again, we jump into the car and we're like to the Star Wars Museum. And he was like, where? where? <laughs> what? And we're like, you know, the Star Wars Museum. And he was like, buddy, I've lived here all my life. Ain't no thing. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, sure, newbie. Yeah, we know like, more about yeah, San Francisco we know than at. you do. Yeah, yeah. So um, we ended up, you you pulled up the address, yep. and it was in Presidio Park, mm-hmm. and beautiful park, by the mm-hmm. way. And he's like, I have no idea where you're going. We drove around for like an extra 10 minutes looking. Yes, looking for the entrance to this wonderful museum. Mm-hmm. And um, nope. So he's like, finally, he's like, I'm just going to drop you off anywhere. You guys are on your own. Yeah. He's like, guys, we'd only do so many circles before. (laughs) He's like, good luck. So we get out and again, you know, we're walking and for the life of us, we cannot, even though we have the address, we cannot find it. We were literally walking with the Google Maps out and it was like back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down. And you know, you were, you know, you were freshly sober and you know, it was a lot of walking. And so you're starting to get tired and you get a little crabby when I you're was tired. Out of shape. So you're, so you're, you're being a little nag and you know, naggy. Yeah, naggy. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going back and forth. Like, oh, find it. I got to find it. We'll find it. And then eventually we found a water fountain that had a statue of Yoda on it. And so we like, knew we were close. We were like, this is it. Yeah. That we found it. And so we walk in and, and it was <laughs> an office. It was an office with like three posters a lightsaber and then a receptionist. And the statue of um, it was there was one. There, it was Chewbacca. It was there Chewbacca, was a, and then there was also one of Boba Fett. Yes, with the most disgruntled-looking receptionist mm-hmm. I'd ever Not seen. Not happy. And Not so we were happy. like, two tickets to the museum. And he was like, <laughs> "What?" You're like, you know, the George Lucas Museum. I'm sober and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and he was like, "That is not a thing." I'm like, "My baby wants to see the yeah. museum. You let us in." Yeah, and you were like, "Well, we're, we're, what about all the Star Wars stuff?" And he was like, "Turn around." And it was like a waiting room with like three <laughs> things. And so we took a picture of the three things and we left. And you were so pissed because I think we walked back to our hotel oh, from. Oh yeah. We walked back from there, and that's like four miles, and that yeah. was a long time. But and it wasn't that I was pissed. It was just you know, it was. I think I was a trooper. I mean, I think you I were was a trooper. trooper. Yeah. Just as much as you were a trooper yeah. in the, the massage. Yeah. I think I was a trooper in our attempts to find a, a museum that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did that. And um, yeah, we walked back and mm-hmm. we walked back and all the way and we ended up walking down, down Lombard Street, Lombard Street, which, which we, I made you walk up like four or five times. Yeah, so that's a big ass hill. Yes, because you were just getting into photography. Like I just bought my first camera and I was like, let's get some photos of Lombard Street. Because if we're only going to go to San Francisco once, I want to picture the street. So we walk up this ginormous hill. Oh, yeah. And you're like wheezing. You're on your hands and knees crawling. You're like, this is so rough. And I was like, okay, 
I took like three photos. I'm like, all yeah. right, I'm good. Yeah. So we walk all the way back down. And I was like, you know what? I want to take some night photos. Yes. So let's so, do this again so the at same, night. Yeah. That same day we walk all the way up at night and not knowing what I'm doing. It's like super, it's overexposed to hell. Yeah. You can't see anything. And I was like, oh, this this isn't as cool as I thought it is. Let's, let's go home. And you're like, what? Yes. And you're like, we just walked up and you took two photos. And I was like, yeah. So we walk all the way down. And then we did it a third time. <laughs> yes. I think uh, with Dante or some, with somebody I, else. The only, I, the only thing I remember about that one was yelling at school children. Yeah. You were yelling at like a, like a school field trip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't really yelling at him. I was just telling him very sternly to get out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, you did it all three or four times. Yes. But, you know, and that was a great thing. And then um, there, what else? Oh, and remember the cool guy um, at the burger stand across the street? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was like $3 burgers and things like that. And he was like really rude. Yeah. He was kind of like the soup Nazi on Seinfeld. Yeah, he was, kind of the, he was kind of what you expected, like for a $3 burger man. You kind of just want to, yeah, what do you want? Can I get a burger? Yeah, we have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then um, it was just, mm-hmm. I just remember coming back with just like a, you know what? A, a kind of like just a new yeah. way of that I wanted to to live. And I think that that's, you know, in talking about this first trip and everything that it has done for for me, I think maybe that's why when people are like, you go up there so much. Yeah. Maybe it's more of like, you don't understand my journey of where I've been mm-hmm. and what it means to yeah, me. It's really so. personal. It's like, what do you mean you, you go to your childhood, you know, favorite spot ever? Or yeah. like, how dare you go to your, you know, most memorable like location and things like that. It was funny because I was thinking about it yesterday um, because the reason we go up so often is because of, I found a barber there mm-hmm. named Ken. And, you know, we went, went up that we would go like maybe before we would go like once every six months, you know, maybe yeah. once, once a year kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, it was, you know, it was fun. It was cool. It was our, it was our, we went up yearly, there. Christ- yeah. Yeah. We went up for Christmas. I and mean, then we, I think we were there in February. So we, we went like two or three times before. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had just cut in my hair. I didn't like how the, the salon person cut it. And I was like, you know what? Like if we're going to be in San Francisco in a couple of months, like why don't I see if there's like a really cool barber that like you kind of knows, you know, knows hair and things like that. And I just Googled random barber shops in San Francisco and then right. picked a random barber shop. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I look at all the names and they're all completely random. And I saw Ken Thunderhawk. I, mean, I was like, name. dude, that's a, what a name is this guy. And so we went there and we instantly like clicked and um, gave me an awesome haircut. I remember I was like just so excited i was so happy because i was like okay i didn't make a mistake i right i don't regret cutting my hair now this you know this is this was the next step and you know then you know eventually we'd go back you know a little well bit yeah more because often. we were we were going back so much and we would go we would you know go to breakfast mm-hmm. go get your hair cut you know have pizza then we'd be like well we got nothing else to yeah because we did all the touristy because we've done everything yeah, yeah. and Go ahead, but that's how I think that's how it turned into a day trip. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's exactly how it turned into a day trip. We, we would go up, and you're like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And you're like, "Well, we could go to the Golden Gate Bridge." You're like, "Well, you know, we've done it a lot." Yeah, you we know, can see it from where we're standing. Yeah, exactly. And so, so the touristy things we've done and we enjoy, but you know, now it's more of just like, "Hey, let's do the things that we want to do." And what we want to do is, you know, go to breakfast, get our hair cut, you know, maybe find a, go to the record store, grab a cup of coffee, get our pizza, and then go home. And it just, you know, it's a it's a really fun day. Yes. Um, so where we don't have to do the touristy stuff and not to say that we wouldn't enjoy it, but you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's what we like. Um, but I was thinking about it yesterday when we were walking back to the, to the BART. If we hadn't found Ken, you and I wouldn't have been going up, you know, as much. As much mm-hmm. And then like that wouldn't have progressed to like maybe, 
you know, it, it's kind of crazy how everything's kind of connected because without mm-hmm. Ken, they wouldn't be like, um, I feel like a lot of our greatest ideas come while we're in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of it, we just kind of sit there and, you know, we, we really, we listen to each other a lot in San Francisco mm-hmm. where, where, where we say something and the other one listens. And so it's a really, it's a really personal experience, you know, where we, where we talk and exchange and a lot of our best ideas have been walking or, you know, um, just sitting in a coffee shop exchanging. Like, I feel like our style, you know, how I cut my hair, our tattoo ideas, you all feel like a lot of your social media, mm-hmm. um, ideas came from San Francisco. Right. Um, you know, like we, a lot of our, a lot of your photos in the beginning was when we were there and, you know, I feel like it would, if, had we not found Ken, we probably wouldn't be going back as much and, you know, who knows where we would be without him. Yeah, I mean, and maybe our relationship would be different. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's just so, that's really cool what you think. And and I was just kind of getting the visualization Mm -hmm. of like us actually getting in a plane and taking off Mm -hmm. and going somewhere else. It's almost like we leave the worries of our everyday life here Mm -hmm. and we can just go up there and just be like, okay, our, our, our world has just slowed down enough to where we can drop in again and listen to each other. And you know what, and, and you know what, maybe it doesn't for, again, for helping anybody out there, but you know, if you don't have the means to actually, you know, do a, a trip to a different city or something, just kind of do that visual, that visualization of, you know, maybe getting in your car and going to two cities over and having mm-hmm. lunch or spending the day in a library, you know, just stopping what you're doing and doing it somewhere else. Yeah. Kind of like unplugging and, mm-hmm. you know, cause like it, it's so easy to get caught up in the, in the monotony and the, and the repetition of your day to day where it's like, you just feel almost like trapped. And a lot of yeah. times like, you're like, dude, I can't even like catch my breath, you know, kind of thing. So like, yeah, like you say, like get like forcing yourself outside of your daily routine is, I mean, it's great for your mental health. Exactly. You know, we go up there and we're just like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of like visitors for the day. And so we just get to, we get to kind of be anybody we want. Yeah. But I mean, yes. And we are visitors for the day, but we also go to Moe's. We mm-hmm. sit at the counter yeah. and they already know our yeah, order. You know how hard it is to be a regular at a city you don't live in. You exactly. Know? You know, we walk in and it's just, it's, it's so cool. It's like, they know the spot that we like to set out at the counter. You know, we take turns to use the restroom to wash our hands and to just kind of, you know, whatever. And by the time you come back out, there's already mm-hmm. coffee and water mm-hmm. and our orders in because they already know what we want. That to me, that is just so cool. Like you say, we're regulars in a city we don't live in, mm-hmm. you know, and it's nothing fancy and eating, like I keep saying, eating pizza on the hill. Yeah. The pizza you know? cost us, I think for... What, they're they're huge slices, right? So they're they're giant. If you have ever been in San Francisco, Golden Boys is yeah. the best pizza place in the world. But yeah, it's like three. I think it's like three fifty for a slice. We grab mm-hmm. three, and then we walk up and we sat on the hill and we just watch the city. And so it's not like we're not spending a lot of money. But even if we were, it's your mental health is worth it. Sure. You know what? If I had to collect cans and recycle them to get up there. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's looking, everybody's putting that, the, the, the focus and the emphasis on how much does it cost to do that. Sure. It's not so much the cost, it's the act of doing it itself. Mm. That I think that that's where the focus needs to be because, again, mental health is so incredibly important. Now, do you think people kind of, because obviously, like, the first thing you think of when you, when you say you go to San Francisco, people are like, oh, it's got to be so expensive. Do you mm-hmm. think people, it seems almost, almost like it's a like an excuse to validate not going places, you know, that doesn't have to be San Francisco, but it could be anywhere. Like, Oh, what do you mean you go to there? And like, it's, it's easier to be like, well, it's too expensive. I won't even try. Not only that, but I think it's, um, I, the, some of the comments that I've seen, it's almost like an excuse to try to make me feel bad for my choices. Oh, sure. Kind of like guilting you into, 
Really? Yeah, but people could do that about anything, though. Yeah, but uh, see, the thing is, is like, because I am so transparent in my life, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I anybody who wants to find those things to try to make me feel bad about myself, it's like I hand it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, to me, it's like, oh, well, you did that. Well, I need money. Well, you know what? I work really hard for a living. Oh, that's interesting. Like, you're saying that your transparency leaves you open for, for, mm-hmm. for um, I don't want to say hate, but like open for criticism. Yes. Oh, know? absolutely. But the thing is, is then again, what I'm always saying is, is like, I'm so transparent with my life. It's really hard for you. It's really hard for you to get to me because I've already acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, are you going to tell me I'm old? Hey, you know what? I already know how old I am. Mm-hmm. I I was there when I was born. You know, are you going to, you know, these things that they come at me with, I'm at peace with. Sure. So there, it's, it's like it bounces off of me. That too. And if people realize like how much you work, you know, how much work goes into just being you, like they'd be like, please go to San Francisco. You need a vacation. Because like you say, you don't take vacations. You wake up at like 530 in the morning. You work until about six or seven at night. As soon as you get home, you're doing your social media. So it's like you, you don't ever really get to relax unless you like physically unplug and remove yourself from, you know, from your like weekly schedule kind of stuff. Right. But there's the old saying, you know, you're doing a good job when you make it look easy. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. You know? And to me, I get so much satisfaction out of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. that I don't ever feel it necessary to be like, Oh, I'm going to do this post. Like, Mm -hmm. look how late I'm working at night. Yeah. Because that's not, it's not about me and Mm -hmm. I don't need the accolade of like, Oh wow, you're working so hard to me. I'm doing it because I enjoy it. And that, you know, makes it all worth it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool to see that lady at the Doc Martin store. Like, Oh my God, it's you. Yeah. You know, gotta be weird to like be recognized in other places i have to remember that sometimes it to me it, it's it's kind of out of my realm mm-hmm. of like you know to me i'm just me yeah it, i'm just my goof, goofy lovable me and um just everybody just you know if you ever see me on the street or whatever just remember i'm just goofable goofy lovable me i'm not going yeah you your know. demeanor never changes no you, you never stop like you you never and that's what's maybe so it's so refreshing about you is your personality ne- has never changed even like throughout even throughout the course of i mean my whole our whole lives you know you've always just been you yeah and it's been really nice to like you know because we walked in the doc martin store you weren't like look at me peasants you know royalties walked in you were you were really quiet until Wes, the manager noticed you yeah and you're like he was like oh hey how's it going you're like hey you know hi Wes. he actually recognized you? you oh did he yeah yeah so like you weren't you weren't just like oh here comes you know big dick swinging social media influencer you're just like hey and then when they did you know then when they did figure out who we were they were like you were you know just quirky and lovable yeah you know what that but that's but to me that's so important because Mm -hmm. it's like again my whole message is is you can be absolutely fabulous and wonderful just by being yourself you know you don't have to be anybody else the we can only be the best versions of us that we can be and i think it would just be a real disservice to my entire platform if i started copying an attitude or Mm -hmm. you know or like demanding shit yeah Mm. i just i just can't see myself doing that and i think a lot of it comes back from just so many years of addiction i have fought so hard for my personality and my person that i don't ever want to lose who i am i like me being goofy and lovable 
and I don't want to lose her. Sure. You know? Well, that being too, but like if you pretended to be somebody you weren't, at the end of the day, you're the one that's stuck with yourself. So like... It's you know, way too much energy. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, like, let's say like you you pretend to, let's, let's just say, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. You pretended to be like this lovable, personable, like kooky self, but it was all an act. And then like secretly, you know, behind closed doors yeah. or like, you know, when the camera's not rolling, you're a completely different person. Like it would, it would just totally rubber band your, your uh, mental state. Yeah. Because you know? I'd be like, well, who am I? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kind of have a, you kind of have like an identity crisis. And it was Russell Brand says it said best. He's like, you don't want to be here when the lights turn off. Yeah. You know, cause it's, it gets dark. Well, it does get dark. And I always tell people, I mean, at the the very last moment that you go to sleep and the very first thing that you think of when you wake up, you have to be true to yourself, Mm. you know, because that's your moment of vulnerability. And, you know, when I dream, I don't know. It's just, like I said, I, I personally think a lot of it just comes back again from so many years of being sad and in a mental prison that now that I'm out, it's like, I, the only thing I ever want to put any energy into is being the best me I can be. Sure. You know, know? and now like, okay, so let me ask you like this, because you were spent so long dealing with addiction or just, or just kind of just, you know, you really, I would say walled yourself in from experience and like what life has. Do you think like that's kind of made you want to, that's kind of like made you appreciate, you know, going to San Francisco or just doing things that would kind of put you out of your comfort zone like do you do you would you ever actively like because you know because we've done road trips and things mm-hmm. like that and that's something you wouldn't have done before you got phys- sober either yeah no and that it, it comes to the point where it becomes almost like physically impossible yeah yeah but like now that you're sober do you find yourself like do you find yourself chasing more new stuff oh or yeah like, yeah yeah to me it's like well if this was fun that's going to be mm-hmm. fun too and then that's going to be fun too and i the the mental picture that I have in my head is, is like anytime that we have any sort of um, addiction or even like if we've been mentally, physically or emotionally mm-hmm. abused, just like negative voice, just know? a negative voice. Anytime we have any s- negative self-talk, um, you can say, I'm going to stop it and I want to do more. And I always imagine like a dog in a kennel. And that's its home. That's its comfort zone. It just, it has its little blanket. It has its food. It has its water. And that's its little prison. And you open the door and you're like, here, you can run free. There's a grass out there. There's meadows. There's bunnies to chase. You can have all of this if you want it. Being too scared to get out of the kennel Mm. is what I want to show people that you can, if the door's open, you can walk through that door. Yeah. You know? It's out there, mm-hmm. but a lot of times getting out of that mental prison, getting out of that kennel is the scariest thing that, that you're ever going to do. Just like that first step? That first step, you know, because it is so, again, it's like going to San Francisco and mm-hmm. you, you're seeing in color all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It, it's terrifying. It's terrifying leaving all that dark and gloom behind because over time we become, we, we normalize it. Mm. You know, have you, have you ever run into anybody who's like constantly like a Debbie Downer? Yeah. Who's constantly negative. Mm-hmm. If you tell them they're negative, they don't see it because they've normalized it. Sure. So whatever prison that we have put ourselves in, we have normalized it to, to a point where change is scary. Yeah. that may, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And also too, like the most change happens when you push yourself out of that comfort zone. I mean, like look at you in San Francisco. Had you not gone... You know, there, there would be, there was so much change and growth in that one trip, 
you know and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy to see it's, it's just crazy to even play in your mind that like the scenario where we didn't end up going but i never would have done it if it hadn't have been for you mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm awesome you are awesome yeah. but i also how blessed am i to have that supportive person in my life who's like well you know what you've always dreamt to this you should do it and it was just having that one person who i loved and trust give me the the enough encouragement to be like you should do it which gave me enough courage to do it Mm. so i think what my a lot of times on my platform is i want to be that voice that tells people you can do it sure now do you think it was just you know like this person says i can do it so that must mean i i I can Mm -hmm. was it just like it just took the one extra like well he believes in me so i should believe in me absolutely you know, it, it's because we, we can put in our minds all day long that we deserve happiness, but it really, it, it kind of just pushes, it pushes it to the next level when somebody who you love and respect tells you the same thing, mm. you know, because you just have that little, like that little tinker of um, self-doubt in your mind. And, and I still rely heavily on you and Brandon for a lot of, um, like, you know, reassurance and like, Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about it? Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys are always going to tell me the truth. So if you come back and you're like, yeah, I think that's a really cool idea. Be like, yeah, that's a really cool idea. (laughs) Oh, kind of like the ideas that I say, and then you don't listen and then repeat them. You mumble. Oh my God. Yes. So mad on the way home. (laughs) Let's yeah. Verbatim. Well, I was tired. I know. But it's just a matter of, I guess when you don't have anybody in your life telling you you can do things, mm-hmm. when you start telling yourself that you can, it's just really nice to have that second opinion sure. saying also too mm-hmm. that you can. Yeah, or like, you know, you deserve nice things or you deserve to be happy. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like anything crazy. You're like, you know what? Like, I, you know, I, I've been thinking about it too. I, a lot of times, especially after the car accident in Africa, you know, I, I, I've been catching myself at home. You know, like kind of wanting something and not, not wanting like you know, because I'm always I'm really frugal with my money or like I I never think I deserve things. But lately, I've been like, you know what, like I could really I want that. Yeah. It's like you know what, like screw it, like I could you know, unfortunately, like life happens. You know, you could die at any time. Like it's no, it's no, it's not going to do anybody any good holding off on anything. So do what you like. You know, Mm -hmm. do what you enjoy. And so I'm like, you know what, I had pokey yesterday. Should I get pokey again? I was like the norm. The, the before me, I would probably would have been like, no, I'll just you know I'll eat something in house and you know save money, you know blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. You know, baby wants pokey. I'm gonna get pokey. <laughs> and yeah. And what people might not know, but when you were in Africa, mm-hmm. South Africa, um, you got into a car accident. Yeah. And it could have been. Oh yeah. It, it could have been easily a, a, been a game. Ch- yeah, it could have been, been the end game. Could have easily been a fatality. Yes. Hundred percent. So and it's just in. It's sometimes it just takes these those like moments in order mm. for you to start being like I'm going I deserve to be happy yeah, because I des- it, I deserve it can be yeah. yeah and that's just the whole thing it's it's like and I told you yesterday how proud I am of you because I do see you doing things that in a million years you would have been like I would really like to do that and you never would have allowed yourself to do it mm. so your growth over the last couple of months has just been really super exciting to see yeah you know I like I like consistency because consistency is safe and so like and again it's that dog in the kennel yeah it's a dog in the kennel like like like, even like my fashion choices and stuff Mm -hmm. like that I I really liked basic 
blacks, grays, you know, dark blues, just because it was a safe color. But now it's like, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's go. Like, I wore a really cool green shirt yesterday. Yeah. One of my favorite shirts is pink, you know? Like, I like I like dressing a little bit more vibrant, a little bit, like, a little, not necessarily nicer, but I like, I like spinning a little bit more and having a cool sense of style. And, you know, I like treating myself a lot more than I did in, you know, before May. And so, like, I was like, you know what, like, I... You know, I want to be happy and I want the best outcome of happiness. And so I'm going to do what I what I enjoy doing. So let me ask you this. Do you think that that's a learned behavior? Because I didn't really reinforce that in you. When I would you say, were yeah, younger. I would say, yeah. Well, a lot of it, too, is I would for the longest part of my life, I would think I didn't deserve any of it. Oh, so yeah. that's that's where a lot of it comes. You know, I don't deserve to be dressed fancy or I don't, you know, deserve to be successful or, you know, have a lot of money and things like that. Where now it's like, you know what, you know, fuck it. I want to go get it. Yeah. You know, I want this. It's, it's, it's mine. I want to take it. And that is such a beautiful thing to say. And, and, and if, if you're listening to this episode and if you're having those self, those, those thoughts or those self doubts, Mm -hmm. you know, Again, Robert, repeat what you just said. You deserve it. Yeah, you really do. And everybody deserves it. Yeah, because you know you're the main character of your own story. Like mm-hmm. for, for you not to set your up, set yourself up for like the most possible way of success is crazy. Like you don't be don't be a supporting character in your story. Yeah, it would would be what I'd have to say. You know. Yeah, don't be in the passenger seat. Yeah, get exactly. in the driver's seat and drive your car. Yeah, have big dick energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just. To me, and again, I'm not going to make this about me because that's a really cool moment for you. Mm. But in our road to recovery, it really makes me feel very good to see you coming to these realizations. I'm sorry that it took like a near death experience, but it's nice to see like, you know what, damage it's never going to be undone, mm-hmm. but you can definitely grow forward. Sure. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I've almost died plenty of times. So don't like think it was like this detrimental, like car accident thing, but it was but just the perfect timing. It was just the perfect timing. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. So that yeah. it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh my God, after the accident, it was like, it was just like, Oh yeah, this one kind of like not necessarily hit home, but this one kind of knocked a little bit more. Do you think like maybe life events were just kind of stacking up on each other and then this happened and it kind of just pushed you? Yeah, it was kind of just like a, oh, okay, yeah, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. You know, because there's been, yeah, there's been times when I was like, oh, yeah, hey, this snake's super, super poisonous or like, hey, you know, doing this, I could have died or doing that, I could have died. I'm in a cave in Indonesia with really fast swimming poisonous spiders. With really fast swimming and no lights. Yeah. It was like descent. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, just, you know, instances like that, but for whatever reason, this car accident kind of just like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. You know, maybe it was just a combination of things. Maybe it was like you say, everything was stacking, you know, cause that whole trip was a little, it was difficult, um, in a lot of ways, but you know, like maybe that was just kind of like rubber bandit. Right. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I choose happiness, you know? See, because the thing is, is like, and I hope you give yourself credit for this because it could have, it could have started the the energy mm-hmm. the momentum in either way mm. no totally you know been like a shut-in or like mm-hmm. like oh I, i'm a, well for a little bit i was like well i would definitely wouldn't ride in the back of any truck for the rest of the yeah. trip because in africa you can you can ride in the back of a bucky and it's totally legal but i was like nah seatbelts are seatbelts are the vibe yeah um, but it, you could have been like well now i'm not gonna do this or I'm yeah not yeah gonna do this mm. because you know I instead it, it just what I'm just saying is is I'm you should give yourself credit for for picking the right energy sure they're the right choice yeah you know? yeah that makes sense yeah no it's been it's been enjoyable since I've been back you know because it's mm-hmm. just like you know what I'm gonna live life because it's so it, I guess it takes a near death experience to kind of really um, understand how short life is and how you know how you really aren't here for a very long time so to 
be anything other than happy is crazy. Yeah. You know, or, or, to, or to set yourself up for success would be. Or the, to deny yourself. Or deny yourself. Yeah. The success um, would be crazy. You well, know? your energy level since you've come back has just been really very spot on. Mm. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not like you're different. Yeah. You just are looking at yourself differently. You know, whereas instead of looking at at yourself and at looking at life at like things that you wish you could do or wish you had or, or this, you're actually doing them. Yeah, especially too, because like you're literally the only thing that's keeping you from doing that. You know, there, there's no outside pressure. There's, I mean, other than like money, sure, or like time and things like that. But yeah, sure, sure. But you can, these are all planned things that you can plan for. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I can't do that now. But like, let's say in a year, you know, like. And it's not even physical things. You could be like, you know what? I can be happy yeah. now. I can choose to like myself mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I can choose to allow myself to be happy now. Yeah. Or, you know? or like you can even just like, I, you know, like I choose the path of happiness, mm-hmm. you know, cause I came back and I was like, you know what? I kind of really want to learn Spanish. I've been teaching myself Spanish. Yeah. You know, like to, to not do things that you don't want to do is crazy. I, I 100% couldn't. I guess the energy that you're finding that you mm. are channeling right now is the same energy that keeps me going Sure. for, you know, it's like, I feel like I've got, again, just been let out of the kennel and I'm running, I'm running wild. Yeah. You know, mm. I'm just like, again, I'm just, I'm just me. It's a fun, it's a fun time, man. Being alive is pretty, pretty sick. Yeah. Especially, you know, because we both had COVID. That wasn't fun. Yeah. That was not cool. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. And I don't want that again. No. It's a big pass. Hard pass. Yeah. So, nope. Yeah. Well, cool. Is there well, anything else you want to say? Um, nope. I think, I, I mean, I really, I hope that if you, in listening to this episode, just will realize that, you know, something that might be very mundane to somebody else can be monumental to, to you, Yeah, you know, and find those monumental moments and just do them and, and cherish them and, and keep doing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't let, again, don't let opinions or society or anybody's, you know, thoughts inter, interfere with your own path. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so crazy to think how much power people give other randoms, you know, like, Oh, well, I can't do that. Or they're going to think that, or like, you can't like, I like, you know, I, 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 and I'm definitely not speaking on any soapbox or any pedestal. Like, don't mm-hmm. think I, like that. We're like these perfect beings. Cause it literally happened to me like maybe 20 minutes ago when I was getting pokey and I have, you know, I use latex gloves cause I had COVID. I don't want COVID again. Yeah. Gas pumps are dirty. So I use a latex glove and I was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, like it's kind of embarrassing. I'll just hide it. And I was like, fuck it. Like who are these people that, to, to take my energy or to, you know, or yeah. to, to like, I, I don't care what they think of me. Yeah. You know, their opinion means literally less than Nothing. this glove, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, fuck it. You know, I want to, I want to wear my glove. Yeah. You know? And so like to give people that much power over you is, is insane. And it's, it's definitely a learned behavior. And I don't know if it's social media that kind of just beats it into people or if it's just, you know, life I think experience. it's always been there. Yeah. It's just, it's like turning up the volume. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of puts it on 10, mm-hmm. you know, but like, fuck it. Like, don't, don't let randoms give you that much see because i just got this visualization because you know we've been watching the doom patrol yeah and you know how um jane has one of her characters Mm -hmm. where her words turn oh yeah yeah. and then she like throws them in and which is such a good show i know but she like throws them and they hurt you know they can kill you Mm -hmm. words are like that 
you know, they're invisible, but they, the damage can run deep. So you just have to be really careful about the people you're around. And then you just have to figure out, I mean, are these words, do they really have any depth to them? Do they really have any backing? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm not bulletproof. I mean, sometimes these comments can be stinging. Yeah, people say mean things Yeah, but it's, it, what I have to do is I just have to take a moment. I have to remember... Is it important? You know, is this a valid thing? And did it come out of either Robert or Brandon? Mm -hmm. And if the answers are always no, so I just let it go or I turn it into a a learning lesson. But yeah, no, don't let the pressures of other people's opinions or society stop you from being you. Whether you want to wear gloves and a mask anywhere you want to do it it's your safety it's your body it's your life start mm-hmm. taking control over in just little areas yeah it's kind of like you're just looking at it just kind of like your tattoos you know yeah and you're like people are like what? like well it's not your fucking body dude get out of here yeah you know what and and yesterday was warm in san francisco and and you know truthfully i got more weird looks yesterday did than you really I, oh yeah i know i wasn't even paying attention yeah, one guy in the airport was staring at me like I apparently he didn't think I could see back to him. So really? I, yeah, so I stopped and kind of did the yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. you know what? It's like, what does it matter? It is on my body. It's not like my tattoos are contagious. Yeah. You know, it's not like if I bump into you, you're going to, oh my gosh, you just gave me your tattoo. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just such a, a pin drop in such a huge pool of, you know, of of opinions and where they all go to that, you know, I'm not stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about it because one of our last appointments with Austin next year is like right after our birthdays. Oh, is it? And I might, I have to talk to him about it, but I might get that face tattoo on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're running out of room. I'm running out of room, but yeah. I was just thinking like a cute little little one so here. you like thug money crew. Yeah. Yeah. And then if somebody's mean to me, I'll just point to my cheek. Yeah, there you go. I'll be like, Doo. Yeah. You know, because it's just, it, again, it's my body. And if that's what I choose to do with it, that is what I will do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and if that's a refreshing statement, and then I hope you enjoyed hearing it. Yeah. You know, and that's what's crazy. Is it forever, forever, as much as we say it, like there's probably like, you know, there's hundreds of people that are like, no, you know, like not, not like that, but like there's a hundred other people that are like on social media, like trying to give their, their opinions and things like that. And like their validity doesn't matter. You know, your opinion matters. Exactly. And the thing is, is like, I, I tell, I tell my message one for me because everything I say, I try to Mm -hmm. live by what I say. And two, if you need to hear it, then you hear it. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it's something that you don't need to hear, then you just keep scrolling on. Yeah. But my message is for anybody who needs to hear it. So if you run across me and you find me, you know it's for a reason. Mm. You know, I just the old goofable, lovable Doc Martin tattoo and wearing me. <laughs> Goofballs for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, cool. I I think that this was um, great, and as always, I enjoyed my hour. I promise I will not talk to you for the next five minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, don't don't start lying now. I was gonna, gonna say, promise, not down. promise. I can't. Uh, you know, and I'm just gonna keep. Which is fine. It's what you know. I don't mind it, but. No, sometimes I do turn into that little mouse, that little cartoon. I'm just like, mouse. hey, it's like eleven o'clock, and she, yep, here she goes again. Yeah. Follow me into my room. <laughs> I'm trying to like sleep, and yeah, I'm like. I'm like laying down. You're like, hey, real quick. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I know. But I know. And then I, just I don't be like, mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah. Sometimes I try to blend in with Liberty and I'd be like, you know. Yeah. You're trying to airdrop me shit while I was going to the bathroom. 
Yeah, that, even I was like, yeah, that probably you shouldn't yeah, do you're that like, one. Hey, ma'am, if there was a line, would I have crossed it? Oh, wait, the line's behind me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, well, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again, guys. Um, you can always find us on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gray hair and tattoos everywhere. Robert is Robert, Robert, Pike, Pike, and Sherbert. Yeah. Yes, that, that, at that point, you're <laughs> supposed to be like... You're supposed to tell them we're darn too, and on Instagram, Robert Robert Pike Pike Sherbert on TikTok. There you go. Yeah. All right, you guys. We'll see you on episode number five. Take care.